Hello? Yes? Yeah. Yes, this is Connie Barclay at Noah Fisheries in the United States. Hi, Connie. Hi, and I have a couple of folks here with me that are going to be able to talk to you. Um, Alan Reisenhuser and Tim Hansen. We're just we you could just kind of tell us what it is you're looking for, and we can we can help you. Okay. Um. Well, thanks for the phone call. I appreciate it. Um. Yeah, I, I have questions about uh the Billfish Conservation Act, and also I guess about the Lacey Act as well, since um. Alan, uh, actually, I want to thank Alan for writing that letter to Ramon Corral back in April of 2010. Uh, we we down here in Mexico actually uh, uh, used that letter to try to promote some conservation of species here. And uh, so I was just wondering if, if, if Ramon Corral ever answered the letter. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh, uh, do, do you remember, Alan, the letter that you wrote to Ramon Corral back in April of 2010? Generally, that you know, we're trying to, to work with folks. So, if they're illegally harvesting things in a different country, that when they come here, we know that. Right. Uh, did they ever answer the letter, to the best of your knowledge? Um, often, I don't know. We can we can try and check on that through international affairs. Yep. Yeah, because we don't think that they did because we asked them again and again to please answer the letter, and so um, we don't think they ever did. Um, just out of curiosity, why did you guys write the letter? I mean, when, when I went to uh, talk to, to Rebecca, I thought I, I showed him really clearly that uh, it, it wasn't legal to to uh, to harvest Dorado in Mexico, so I was wondering why you guys wrote that letter. Well, here, because I, I, you see, I, I went to I went to Rebecca, uh, and let me just, it was right before you took over, and Dale Jones was still, Jail, Dale Jones was still in head of enforcement, and when I went to to talk to Rebecca on December seventh of two thousand and nine, I brought with me uh, letters that were signed from that represented thousands of people here in Mexico, and uh, our concern is that uh, in Mexico there's seven species of fish that you cannot commercially uh, exploit, and Dorado happens to be on that list. And uh, so we were, uh, I went directly to uh, Rebecca and Dale Jones, and we just said, would you guys please do us a favor? Would you please enforce the Lacey Act and stop allowing all these illegal fish exporters to have access to the American market? Really, really similar to what's going on with the Billfish Conservation Act. And and what happened was Dale, jo Dale Jones told me, well, he, he wouldn't enforce the law unless he had a letter from Mexico asking help in the matter. And that was pretty much where we left off with Dale. Right, and so some of that was not so much help enforcing, but to, to verify that it was illegal under Mexican law to harvest those fish. So well, part of it is, you know, verification that yes, it was an illegal activity in Mexico. And that would help on the, the lazy part of it. So yeah. I don't think they all think you wouldn't enforce. Just we need to make sure we have a good understanding that yes, that Dorado or whatever fish it was, was being illegally harvested in 
Mexico, and then if it was imported into the U.S., it would be an issue. Right, and, and see, now, I filmed the documentary in 2008 and, and produced all that information and gave it to, to Agent uh, Michelle Zetlow in San Diego. And so I, I clearly showed uh, that the Dorado was being harvested within the 50-mile exclusion zone. You know, in Mexico, you're not allowed to fish for Dorado within 50 miles of the coast. And then if you have a shark norma permit, an 029 permit, you can accidentally catch Dorado, even though they target the catch. It can be, it can be, there can be small quantities of it in the bycatch, but you still can't commercialize it. So I spent an awful lot of time uh, uh, talking to Agent Zetwell. I gave her a whole bunch of information. I spoke with um, with Rebecca, obviously, as well. And and the law to us down here in Mexico is very, very clear. It's not ambiguous at all. And so. Uh, Anyway, we, we, we fast forward now and we see that the, the Billfish Conservation Act has been enacted. And so uh, we have some questions about that. And uh, <clears throat> so do you guys... So, so Vince, you're, you're fading in and out, but we I have a question for you. So are you writing a specific story about this or did you just want to chat about it? No, I'm writing a story about the Billfish oh, Conservation Act. What, yeah. can, what can Alan provide for you to help you sort of do that? Well, um, is is there an outreach now to all the people that have been importing the billfish? Uh, or is there is there any billfish coming in the country now, or it's totally stopped? Or how are you guys going to going to enforce that? Okay, so so moving forward on the, the billfish conservation act, as you know, uh, it prohibits you know the sale, the transport, the custody, control, the, the language from the act of billfish. So in the Atlantic. We already had a very similar uh, prohibition for domestic fisheries. And right. in the Pacific, in you know the Hawaii waters, we didn't. So it does affect the, the West Coast and Hawaii a little bit more. So as far as how do we move forward, the act was effective in October of 2012. Um, but what we've been trying to do is work through our seafood inspection program which has a good relationship with a lot of the importers, just to answer their questions right now. So if I have cans on the shelf, what do I do? If I have a shipment coming in, what I what do I need to do? So there's a whole range of questions we've gotten over the last few months. Uh, and instead of trying to make, you know, general statements about what they they should or shouldn't be doing, you know, it's very important that they contact uh, our seafood inspection folks and we have Tim Anson here, the head of that program, uh, because every case is a little bit different. And so I don't want to provide general guidance uh, that could get someone, you know, crossways. So if you do have folks asking you, I've got this specific situation, what do I do? We would really encourage those folks to get in touch with us directly and we can help them. So that's the first thing we're doing is, is trying to work with the industry on, on what the law said. The second thing we're doing is we're looking at in the future, how do we manage this or regulate it? And so what we're looking at is probably going out with a general kind of advance notice to the public that says, hey, the, the, shell, uh, the shellfish, the billfish conservation act is passed. Here's the provisions of it. Here's some areas where we see some regulation may be helpful. What does the public think? Get that input and then move forward with, with management in the future. Is uh, is the, the the current problems with the budget in the United States going to be a problem with for you guys? 
with the sequestration that's all going on out there? Well, do you think that'll affect your guys' ability to uh, to enforce this this new Billfish Conservation Act? Well, I think you know the sequestration is it's going to affect everything. How it affects it in particular, you know, it's a little early or a little difficult to tell right now. Um, I I think a lot of what we're doing is waiting for the budget situation more toward the end of the month also kind of crystallizes. Uh, do we get an appropriation or or some specific language or budget number? So, yes, this frustration kind of affects everything, but it's very hard right now to, to say it's got a specific effect. Now, our seafood inspection program uh, is funded from uh, fees and the reimbursable from the industry itself. So I don't think there's going to be a significant impact on them, uh, but again, it's 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 early to tell. Um, okay, yeah. Uh, do you think <clears throat> when I when I started working with Michelle Michelle Zetlow in San Diego over this Dorado issue in Lacey Act, um, she actually called me a few times and we, we we had a great dialogue, and she found that there was a fair amount of mislabeling in the industry. Uh, and there, there appears to be, indeed, a lot of mislabeling. Do you guys think that some of these big billfish importers will, when you get the act fully enforced, uh, do you think that you'll, you'll, there'll be a lot of mislabeling, and how will you guys combat that? Well, I hope there won't be. Uh, you know, one thing is, you know, working with consumers so they recognize that, you know, the importation, it's actually not a ban on importation, it's a ban on sale, so I wouldn't think folks would import it, but they realize that, you know, there is this prohibition on selling billfish, so that helps from the consumer side. Uh, obviously, our seafood inspection folks provide a lot of information and can help people identify products, and then, you know, the enforcement folks will do what they can. Um, where we see seafood fraud cases to to move and prosecute those. So it's a, it's a it's a ban on sale, not importation. I'm sorry, was did I get that right? Yeah, the act prohibits any person, and I'm reading from the act here, I believe. Okay. The act prohibits any person from offering billfish or billfish products for sale, selling them, or having custody, control, or possession of them for the purposes of sale. So I, there's nothing in there that says you can't import it, but currently says why would you if you can't sell it? Okay, I see. Um, they—that's uh, th very interesting. Now, uh, so a lot of people there was bipartisan support for this bill, from what I understand. Isn't that is that that's correct, isn't it? Yes. So it was it was it was heavily lobbied by I know the International Game Fish Association. Uh, several other NGOs. Um, when do you guys think? How long do you think it'll be before you get the, the act fully, fully in uh, uh, force? Okay, so the, the prohibitions in the act were effective upon it being signed into law last October. Again, we're in this outreach period, talking to folks, trying to help them. Uh, and so, for example, if folks do have some billfish on hand, we suggested that they donate or destroy that, that billfish. Okay. Um, and then, as I mentioned, we're going to go out with this more of a public notice asking the, uh, the public what areas do they see management needed. So there is a provision in the 
Act that allows billfish uh, harvested or landed in the Western Pacific or insular area, insular areas to be sold. So we see a general need for some sort of regulatory or monitoring or tracking program uh, to allow for that. And so this, this advance notice of proposed rulemaking I've mentioned will be where we'll get the information on what people um, think needs to be done. Again, we don't have a real good handle on what is the amount. You know, it's not, billfish is not a, a large commercial species uh, in the Pacific. So some of this is we need to figure out what the, the level of, of sale is out there now, and then how do we best manage that so that, you know, the prohibitions on the, the East Coast, the Atlantic and Gulf, uh, stay in effect, but this exemption in there for Western against the area landed fish, uh, so we can make sure we've got those separated. Okay. Um, I, I write an awful lot. Of, I, I live in Mexico, obviously, and I, I write a lot about uh, the Sea of Cortez, and I know what a lot of the people in the Sea of Cortez who've been working hard for conservation of sport fishing species are going to be asking. And what's going to be on their mind in a very, very big way is if you're going to enforce the Billfish Conservation Act, Aren't you guys going to, as well, going to have to enforce the Lacey Act for the 7,000 tons of Dorado that come from the Sea of Cortez area every single year? So that's, I know that's going to be a big question on the minds of people here in Mexico. Does, I don't, it almost seems to me the Billfish Conservation Act creates a bit of a conundrum for you guys, uh, if you, if it's enforced. Uh, what about the, the Lacey Act? Because I know people are going to want to see that enforced as well. And, and so we try to enforce everything. But again, you know, we have limited resources in our enforcement office. Um, so we try to prioritize. And where we see issues that are larger than others, we try and, you know, pursue the, the, the ones that have the largest conservation effect. So that's a that's balancing uh How will, I know that you're going to get phone calls and emails and letters over this after this article comes out. People are going to heavily lobby you. Uh, the reason I mention it is that all of the Dorado is very well documented. Uh, you can go to the NOAA stats and, and see all that information. And it, it would seem to me that it would be a relatively easy thing to reach out, which is what Becca and I, Rebecca and I talked about in Washington, reach out to the people that are importing Dorado and say, you know, if this, it really, you guys can't really do that anymore. Uh, it's, it's all out there. There isn't much, there isn't any mislabeling in the Dorado. It's all pretty much there. As a matter of fact, uh, I think until I actually brought up the subject with Noah in 2008, Noah really wasn't aware of the fact that Dorado was illegal. It was one of the spe seven species of fish in Mexico that's protected under Article 68 of the Mexican uh, uh, Law of Fisheries. So uh, what will you say to those people, I think? Uh, what, will, what will the people here in Mexico have to do to try to get you guys to get on board with uh, their agenda, do you think? Right. Well, you know, obviously as people raise issues, we look at them as we can. Um, so again, I don't know that this is a case we, that we haven't been enforcing something Obviously, you've brought this to our attention, um, and we'll, we'll look at it as we can. Uh, part of it is, you know, 
action to control that illegal harvest. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, that, you know, and that's, that's part of that letter and some of the discussions I'm sure you've had with Rebecca is, you know, part of what we want to do is, is control the illegal activity where it occurs and then also uh, work on it at the other end to, to stop imports. Right, and we we uh, you know Ramon Corral in the in the has got a very had a very bad reputation here in the Sea of Cortez, uh, and uh, it was our contention that he would never answer that letter, even though we really appreciated you guys reaching out to get that letter to him. Um, I guess uh, do you do you guys have a different feeling with Mario Aguilar Sanchez now, who is who is now head of Pona Pesca? I know that. Uh, People in the in the Sea of Cortez area have tried to reach out to him and call meetings with him. They haven't. It's been over a month now since they asked to speak with him. They haven't been a, allowed to speak with him. He hasn't set up any meetings yet. Do you guys think that? Uh, do you have a good relationship with uh, with Mr. Sanchez? Um, I I don't know him, nor if the relationship is developed. So that would be more of a question for you know the international affairs group. But I'm sure we're we're trying to work with Mexico and, and always have been. Okay. Um, well, Alan, I appreciate your time. I really do. Um, this is an issue I really think that probably isn't going to go away. Um, uh, a lot of people spend an awful lot of time in Mexico trying to get Article 68 enforced, and the Mexican government, specifically Ramon Corral, who was in charge of Puna Pesca for many years, really, really ignored the law. And that was one of the reasons why uh, the project of going to you guys directly was initiated. And we were cautiously optimistic, but we're not so naive anymore. And I know that people are going to be uh, very watching very, very closely in the future. And so um, I, I guess uh, uh, what I would say is that uh, they're gonna people are going to start contacting you guys again over this issue. And so... Hopefully, uh, maybe America can step up because it's very, very hard to, to beat the corruption here in Mexico. It's extremely difficult. And, and people here in Mexico aren't naive either. They understand that uh, even if we were able to get the border closed to all this illegal Dorado that crosses the border, we understand that we won't kill the fishery completely. But if they stop the exportation, that is a form of conservation. And I think that's uh, what you're going to start to hear about quite a bit, especially after this article comes out. Okay. We'll watch for that. And, uh, yeah, Vince, if you can, send us, a, send us a link to your article. Send it to me, and I'll make sure Alan and, and Tim get it. Yeah, absolutely, uh, Connie. I certainly will. And I, I again, I'll share I, it broadly. Yeah, I, I do. Thank you for your time. And uh, uh, I, can, I can tell you that a lot of people are talking about lawyers now, and they're talking about lawsuits and stuff, and I, I honestly don't think that's the way to go, but I, I think it's indicative of the, of the frustration that people here in conservation in the Sea of Cortez have had over the last, I would say, 12 to 15 years of constant pressure from uh, commercial fisheries moving into the sport fishing industry, and that's not even talking about the tremendous number of sea turtles that get killed on the long lines throughout the Sea of Cortez every year, so... Um, I, I think that they're talking about lawyers because of frustration. I, I don't think that's the way to go, but I know that there's a lot of people who are just, you know, saying this year, if, if they don't do something this year, we're going to have to hire lawyers and all of that stuff. So, and that's, that's definitely out of frustration. So we're hoping that uh, maybe uh, there'll be a better dialogue between Kona Pesca 
and Noah so that, uh, and if you guys want clarification on the law, I've had friends say to me, look, we'll, we'll hire lawyers and we'll give them really clear briefs and, to sh and show them that there is absolutely no confusion that Dorado from the Sea of Cortez, uh, Dorado from anywhere in Mexico is illegal. So uh, I, I, I have lawyers, I know that there's people that have, have lawyers, they'll send you that information. All right, well, thank you, Vance. Okay, thank we'll you. Be in touch. Okay, thank you.